We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Thursday, December the 12th, 2019. On today's show, I give my way too early predictions for the Gamecocks 2020 football season. I'll give my wins, toss-ups, and losses for the 2020 season, my official game-by-game predictions, best and worst-case scenarios for the 2020 football season, and much, much more. Also, your listener questions and voicemails to get to. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, Ag South Farm Credit, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year with what they call patronage. They're cooperatives. They share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, when you're making a big time life decision, I know I am get, I'm uh, coming up with my birthday action in a couple of weeks and I'm getting to the point where I want to buy some land, get a house, get a mortgage. Whenever you make any type, type of big decision though, you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner. Those who are going to support you, make life easier. Just make that decision process easier on you in general because we know how tough this stuff can be. Ag South Farm Credit, guys, they are that lender for you. Whenever you're getting a mortgage, you want to buy land, they are that lender to go through. I actually had a buddy of mine, him and his wife are looking at buying some land. They wanted to know about Ag South Farm Credit and just what the options are through Ag South Farm Credit on land loans specifically. So Ag South Farm Credit offers everything commercial banks offer like balloon loans, but they also offer longer term fixed rate loans. So instead of a balloon loan where your interest rate expires and you risk your rate increasing, a fixed rate can never go up, but it can be lowered if the market allows, which is a very, very good thing. The type of loan you get depends on how fast you want to pay it off and what you think your future cash flow is going to be like. So guys, for more information on the type of land loans that Ag South Farm Credit offers, give them a call 844-AG-SOUTH or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com slash T-S-U-S, Axe House and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, AxSouthFC.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it.
All right, I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Got a packed show, a very fun show, something I'm really, really excited about. I'm giving my way too early predictions for the 2020 football season because why it's it's never too early to start predicting for next season right we're sitting here in the middle of December we've got no bowl game basketball is struggling heck we're in the middle of exam week so there is no basketball game this week until Sunday when Carolina takes on Clemson I figure hey why not let's talk some more football let's look ahead to next season the 2020 football season it's a fun talking point why not um, really, really excited to talk about this. Before we get into everything, a couple housekeeping items as always, guys. Rate, subscribe to the show if you haven't. Click the pause button. Leave a five-star review. Leave some feedback. I really, really do appreciate those of you that have already done so. But if you haven't, take five seconds out of your day. Leave some feedback. Leave a five-star review. Also, click the subscribe button. You'll be aware of all the shows coming out, all the podcasts dropping during the week. You'll get those notifications. So if you're a listener, you definitely want to hit that subscribe button. Uh, also, Bobby Haney's book, From Kings Park to Omaha, we're still selling that $11.99 for the book. Uh, signed by Bobby Haney. Great stocking stuffer for that Gamecock fan in your life. If you're thinking, what am I going to get this person? Email bobbyhaney23 at gmail.com from Kings Park to Omaha. It is a great read, a great book for any Gamecock fan that you know. Um, also, I know no guests today on Thursday's show. Uh, we'll be back to normal scheduling with guests probably at the start of the new year. With it being the holiday season, it's crazy how people are out of town, in town, busy. It's It has been madness. It has been hectic. So, I do apologize, guys, with the inconsistencies with the guests, but we'll be back to two guests per week starting the new year. Uh, I can't make any promises to the rest of December because, again, you're supposed to have somebody on. They bail out. You ask somebody else. They got to do something. They're out of town. It's just it's crazy right now. So, again, just want to let you guys know, not abandoning the guests, but right now, no guests on today's show. And for the rest of December, it may be a little bit inconsistent, but going into the new year, 2020, we'll have two guests a week as normal. Um, also, going to be doing a bowl pick'em league. Spurs Up Show bowl pick'em league. Haven't made the league yet, but want to let you guys know if you're interested. Uh, we'll probably do some sort of giveaway like merch or sticker or maybe both or something like that. Um, so stay on the lookout for that. I figure why not? South Carolina's not in a bowl game. We might as well do something to pass the time and, uh, you know, cause I know we're all going to be watching the bowl games anyway. So just be on the lookout for that. The Spurs up show bowl pick them league. Um, all right, let's get into it before we get into everything though. Let's say my friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Guys, we've all been there. We're, we're, we're manscaping. We're, we're grooming. We're shaving. We're getting ready for a big date. We're taking care of ourselves. Whatever it is, you get that nick, that cut. It burns. It hurts. It looks terrible. You feel uncomfortable. Those are a thing of the past. Guys, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen, untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Guys, I talked about the Manscaped before. It's back. It's Christmas time. This is the perfect gift for yourself, for a friend. Really get this for yourself. Take care of yourself, fellas. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, guys. Take it from me. I am someone that uses this product on the daily. It is phenomenal. It has changed the game in regards to manscaping, in regards to taking care of yourself. This thing really works. This lawnmower 2.0 thing, it really does work. It comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there as well. And also, guys, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use using your balls. That is just disgusting. 
Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver as well. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. I've talked about that stuff before, guys. It's phenomenal. I mean, it smells unreal. I mean, it's truly a game changer. They, it smells so good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs as well. Guys, tis the season, right? Tis the season of Manscaped. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Guys, it's really, really that simple. If you go to manscaped.com right now, use the promo code GAMECOCKS, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. Guys, Again, this is a no-brainer. It's something you need in your own life. If your brother needs it, your dad needs it, your cousin needs it, God, your uncle needs it, whoever it may be. Ladies, if you're listening to this show and your man needs this, it's going to improve your life, his life, dramatically, drastically. It truly is a game changer. So, again, manscaped.com, promo code GAMECOCKS. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you later. I mean, we love Manscaped. Appreciate Manscaped, those guys over there. Um, All right, let's get into it. South Carolina, way too early predictions for the 2020 football season. You take a look at the schedule. I'm going to go down the list here really quickly. And again, I had somebody ask me, you know, well, what's the point? It's too early to talk about it. It's a fun talking point, guys. You know what I mean? We're sitting here in December. We have no bowl game to talk about. We, like I said, we're in the middle of a dead period is what it really feels like. And I was sitting there today thinking to myself, what could I do for Thursday's show? Because I've just about talked out the Mike Bobo thing. Um, I've given tons and tons of opinions on Mike Bobo. I brought Alex McGrath to give his opinion on Mike Bobo. I, don't, I think we've pretty much talked out the Mike Bobo thing. So I figure, why not? Let's just talk about the 2020 season. I mean, why not? I ran a poll earlier today. What's your early prediction for the Gamecocks 2020 football season? 840 votes in. Uh, there's actually a pretty good bit of time to vote, but I'm recording this at the time where, um, where I can. So uh, 840 votes, though. Leading the way at 33%, you guys said 7-5, and five, uh, 33%. Coming in second, 25% of the votes said 6-6. Six and six. 22% of the votes said 8-4 and four or better. And then 20% of the votes said 5-7 and seven or worse. So it's kind of evenly split there between the 840 votes. You take a look at the schedule here, really quickly run through it. You, Gamecocks have Coastal, East Carolina, Missouri to open up all at home. Then you go to Kentucky, to Florida – then come back and host Tennessee before a bye week. Then the second half of the season begins, Texas A&M at home at Vanderbilt, and then the November gauntlet hits. Georgia and Williams-Brice Stadium at LSU, Wofford at home at Clemson. So when you take a look at the 2020 schedule, is it a little bit easier? Is the non-conference a little bit easier? Yes, but I would say this schedule compares very, very similarly to the schedule in 2019, just in my honest opinion. I'm going to go through really quickly, give my wins, toss-ups, and losses before I get into the official game-by-game predictions. So my wins, and these are the games, when I look at the 2020 schedule, South Carolina, I look at that and say, that's an automatic win. And when I say an automatic win, I want to specify, when I say an automatic win, I'm talking about a game South Carolina is going to be at least a double-digit favorite, in my opinion. At least. Like, this is a game, it would be shocking if South Carolina lost this football game. And I've got three. Three guaranteed wins, and that's Coastal Carolina at home, at Vanderbilt, and Wofford at home. I know a lot of you are thinking, where is East Carolina? Where's the East Carolina game? Guys, we're coming off a season which we just lost to Appalachian State, and that ECU game is the second week of the season. Would it be a bad loss? Absolutely. Would it get Will Muschamp fired? 
Maybe. But for me, you just cannot put ECU in the automatic win column as of right now. East Carolina, not a great team, but they are a good program. They're going to come into Williams-Brice Stadium with the same exact attitude that Appalachian State did. It's going to be their Super Bowl. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. And I'm just not ready. Maybe the scar tissue. I've still got scar tissue from Appalachian State. Like, I am not ready to go out there and say that this is a no-brainer. South Carolina can just roll their helmets out there and get the win. So, my three sure wins, Coastal at Vanderbilt versus Wofford. Those are my three sure wins. My toss-ups, and there are a good bit of them. East Carolina, Missouri at home, at Kentucky, Tennessee at home, and A&M at home. Those are my toss-ups. So you got five toss-ups there. I think the most winnable of those toss-ups, obviously, is going to be East Carolina of the SEC games. The most winnable there, I think, would be Missouri. Or, excuse me, at Kentucky. And a lot of you probably saying, how is at Kentucky a toss-up? Guys, South Carolina hasn't beaten Kentucky in Lexington since 2000 and, what was it, 12. Since 2012, South Carolina has not won in Lexington, Kentucky. I know Kentucky's not very good. I know they were bad this year. But that is still a game to me that is going to – I'm wary of it if I'm a South Carolina fan. I am wary of that game as a Gamecock fan. So – I put that one still on the road in the SEC. It falls in an interesting place in the schedule right after the Missouri game at home, right after a three-game stretch at home, first SEC road game, first road game in general. It's a scary game in my opinion. I put it in the toss-up category. Now, my losses for the season, if you're following along, you can probably do the math or kind of do a process of elimination, know which ones I have. Is my losses going into 2020, automatically locking, uh, chalking these up as losses at Florida, Georgia at home, at LSU, and at Clemson. I don't know many people that would argue with those. Again, I had at Georgia as a loss before the 2019 season. Anything can happen. As we know, I think the Gamecocks could certainly go to Florida and upset the Gators. You beat Georgia on the road last year. Who's to say you can't beat Georgia at home? In tw- or, excuse me, you beat Georgia on the road this past season. Who's to say you can't beat Georgia at home next year? But the Dogs are going to be one of the top five teams in the country. You, you can't chalk that up as a win. Um, and then at LSU at Clemson is just an unfair slate to finish November, in my opinion. I mean, I, I know LSU probably won't be as good as they are right now, but LSU's loaded. They've got talent all over the field. They've got talent over the field. We know what Clemson's got with Trevor Lawrence and that whole crew going to be coming back. They'll probably be the, uh, you know, one of the favorites to win the national title in 2020. All right, going to go through, give my official game-by-game predictions. This isn't going to be quite as in-depth as it was before the season, you know, this past summer, because obviously there's a ton of stuff we don't know. But again, that's why this is the way too early predictions for the 2020 season. My game-by-game predictions, though. I think the Gamecocks take care of business against Coastal Carolina. I think they get a pretty big win at home to start the 2020 season and get to 1-0. I do think, and again, because a lot of y'all saw immediately after the Clemson game, I put out my way too early predictions, and I had 4-8 and eight with a loss to ECU. Um, was this a little bit of that, me being upset over the Clemson game and being extremely pessimistic after? Yes, but – it's pretty – I mean, I'm not trying to spoil it, but it's pretty damn close to what I'm about to predict here. But I do think South Carolina beats East Carolina. Um, it's just simply a game you cannot afford to lose. I don't – like I said, I put it in the toss-up category, so I think it's a close game. I don't think it's a blowout of any means. But I do think South Carolina at home, you know, early momentum in the season, I think they will be able to find a way to beat East Carolina and get to 2-0. and Next, you have Missouri at home, wrapping up the three-game home stretch. I've got South Carolina – 
I've got South Carolina losing this football game. I, I think they fall to two and one in this one. I know a lot of you are saying, well, you know, they lose Kelly Bryant. Mizzou's going to stink next year, blah, 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 blah. Eli Drinkwitz, I know a lot of people think he's a joke, but he beat South Carolina this, this past season. I don't think it's out of the question to say that Missouri is going to come into Columbia and beat South Carolina. I mean, it's, this is always a competitive uh, series. You know, Missouri obviously getting the win um, in Como this past season. I don't know. I don't like the matchup. I think Missouri gets the win in Columbia. South Carolina drops to 2-1. and one. Gamecocks then travel to at Kentucky. At Kentucky, I called it a toss-up. I do think South Carolina gets the win at Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's that good of a football team, and I think it's going to be in a spot where South Carolina has to bounce back. They absolutely have to bounce back and get a big win. South Carolina moves to 3-1 and one on the season, 3-1 and one overall. Um, next up, the next week, you go to Florida, to the Swamp, trying to get – Revenge on the Gators, if you will. Um, I don't think it'll happen. I think South Carolina loses to Florida. I think Dan Mullen, honestly, guys, has got that thing rolling. I think Florida's going to be a really, really good team, probably a preseason top team, top 10 team next year. I think Florida may even challenge for Georgia for the SEC East. But, you know, I, I think this is a game where South Carolina certainly could pull the upset. I don't think South Carolina's that far from Florida. I, I'm not saying they're on par with Florida. I don't think they're there, they're that far off from the Florida Gators, but I don't think they go into the Swamp and win next year. I don't think the Gamecocks – I still don't think the Gamecocks will have the offense to do it to keep up with Dan Mullen's squad. So, I think South Carolina goes to Florida, loses, drops to 3-2 and two on the season with a pivotal game, with a pivotal game coming up with the Tennessee Volunteers at home. At home. Gamecocks now 3-2, and two, taking on the Tennessee Volunteers at Williams-Brice Stadium October the 10th before the bye week. I think the Gamecocks lose. I got South Carolina losing to Tennessee. I think Jeremy Pruitt's got his program headed in the right direction. You know, again, a lot of this season, the 2020 season, is going to depend on how does the hiring of Mike Bobo work out? What does the offense look like? I think Tennessee's in a better place right now than South Carolina as far as a program. I don't think the Gamecocks will have enough to get the win. I think South Carolina will fall to 3-3. Three and three. I think South Carolina will fall to 3-3 three and three on the season which I think will result in going into a bye week, a major, major decision by the administration. Do you fire Will Muschamp at the bye week and let Mike Bobo be the interim head coach for the rest of the season or not? I think South Carolina does pull the trigger. I think Will Muschamp gets fired the week of October 17th. I think Will Muschamp is no longer your head coach. I think Mike Bobo serves as your interim for the second half of the season. Bold prediction, so be it. Uh, this is I get to make these predictions up. So, you know what? That's what we're going with. And, I, again, it's something I could see. You know, I said before that I think if South Carolina starts 3-3 three and three or worse through that first six-game stretch, because many, many people believe that South Carolina, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you could be 5-1 and one after the first six. You could be 4-2, and 5-1, and 6-0, oh, like even that type of stuff. If South Carolina's 3-3 three and three or worse, I don't see how Will Muschamp does not get the axe, especially if the offense continues to look terrible. Um, so I think the Gamecocks are three and through the bye week. I think Will Muschamp gets the ax. I think that Mike Bobo is your interim head coach moving to the second half of the season. Now let's get into the second half of the season because the Gamecocks second half is much tougher than the first half. There's no question about it. You, you come back to town or you come back to play Saturday, October the 24th, Texas A&M at Williams-Brice Stadium. There's nothing that South Carolina – and I don't think Texas A&M is a great program – or not a great program. I, I don't think they're a great team or anything. I mean, they, they've really underachieved in 2019. Um, you know, Jimbo Fisher, will he get it going in 2020? I don't know. 
So I think this is going to be a really, really competitive game. And you think at some point South Carolina's got to beat A&M. I mean, you've lost six straight to them. I'll tell you this, though, until South Carolina beats them, I'm not picking South Carolina to beat Texas A&M. So I think the Gamecocks fall to Texas A&M for the seventh straight time, drop to three and four on the season. You close out October, Halloween night at Vanderbilt. I do think the Gamecocks going to Nashville, get a win, get a pretty easy win. For whatever reason, South Carolina has just figured out the Vanderbilt Commodores. I think they'll do so again, get the win, get back to 500, get to four and four with the gauntlet upcoming in November, Georgia at LSU, Wofford, then at Clemson. We'll start with the Georgia Bulldogs at home, Williams-Brice Stadium. You know, again, you, you pulled the big upset this past season. In Athens, I mean, a huge, huge game. You're a 24-point underdog. I think Georgia comes into Williams-Brice and gets revenge. I, I don't see South Carolina doing it again. Um, I, I think that, again, Georgia, I think they're going to – the revenge factor will play a big part. You know, I think Georgia, again, is going to be fighting for a national title next year. That's really what their goal is and what they're going to be trying to do. I just don't think South Carolina is going to have the horses next year. I really don't. I think the losses on defensive line, I don't think you're going to be able to get that kind of push you got in Athens this past season either. So, I think Georgia – Comes into Columbia, comes into Williams-Brice, gets the W. South Carolina falls to four and five. Now, it's funny. Everybody says, well, the schedule's easier in 2020. Well, you trade out Alabama for a road trip to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which I don't think is much easier at all, especially with how hell LSU's playing right now. Will they lose a lot? Sure. Joe Burrow gone. That, that's a big piece in itself. But LSU is loaded. LSU, LSU – has arguably been the most talented team in the country, top to bottom, for the past 10 years. I mean, they have so much talent. They've finally got the offensive side of it figured out, though. So, I think South Carolina goes into Baton Rouge. I don't think it's close. I think LSU blows out South Carolina. I, I really don't see how the Gamecocks can keep this ball game close. And I think South Carolina falls to 4-6 and six on the season. Basically, in South Carolina, having to win their last two games, similar to this past year, actually, having to win their last two games to get back to a bowl game. The next week, you have Wofford at home, which I know Gamecock fans are going to hate that matchup. I hate that matchup. Why we insist on playing an option team, I have no idea. Wofford always seems to give South Carolina trouble. I think the Gamecocks get the win. I think it is too close for comfort, though, just because of the option factor. And I think South Carolina at this point in the season is beat up, especially after the LSU game. Carolina gets the win. Look for it to be like a 24-17 to 17 game, though. But the Gamecocks do get the win, get to 5-6, and six, which sets up a game to get to a bowl game in Clemson, taking on the Tigers, trying to break that ugly six-game losing streak. Um, can South Carolina do it? Can they get to 6-6 six and six and get to a bowl game? I say no. I, I think South Carolina, once again, loses to Clemson. I think it wraps up an ugly season, a 5-7 and seven season in which you fired your head coach. I think the Gamecocks – that game is Saturday, November the 28th. I expect that Monday, November the 30th, South Carolina announces their new head football coach after using the second half of the season to look for him. I don't know who it'll be at this point, but I do think that will be the focus of the 2020 season is to find a new head football coach. That's just my prediction. That's just my opinion. And, again, it's way too early for it, but that's the point of this show. So I think South Carolina finishes up 5-7 and seven next year, which I think is a very reasonable expectation. I mean, the Gamecocks coming off a 4-8 and eight season – you know, I saw a lot of people on social media saying South Carolina is a six and six at worst team. Uh, you know, eight and four is kind of what I'm expecting. I wouldn't be shocked if we got 10 wins. I just don't see it, guys. I, I don't, you know, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. I don't have my garnet glasses on. 
This is a completely objective view, objective opinion. You know, I think, and I'm, I'm about to give you guys my best and worst case, but I think if you're, I've said this before. I think if you're looking at the 2020 season and saying, well, if Muschamp doesn't win eight or more, he should be fired. You, bet, you might as well just fire him right now. I mean, if, that, if those are your expectations, you're truly setting yourself up for failure. You, you really, really are. When you take a look at this roster, take a look at what South Carolina is losing from this roster, it's going to be tough sledding. The schedule does not get any easier next year. It really doesn't. It's just as tough as it was in 2019. Maybe it's 1% easier. But it's pretty much the same exact thing. My best case, worst case overall records for the 2020 season. I think best case, South Carolina could finish 8-4. and four. I think you can beat Missouri. I think that you can beat Tennessee. That gets you to 7-5. and five. And I think you can either beat A&M or at Florida. I, I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. I don't think beyond that you are winning any more than eight games. I think that is the absolute ceiling for the 2020 season. You're not going to beat both A&M and Florida. You're, I just don't – you're not beating LSU or Clemson. That, that's gimmies. Those are gimme games that you're not winning, period, point blank. You're not winning those games. You're not going to – in my opinion, you're just not going to beat Georgia. Georgia's not going to lose two years in a row to South Carolina. They, they're going to have the revenge factor. Unless things just fall apart in Athens, you're not going to beat them two years in a row. So I think eight and four, which would be a great year. Do not get it twisted. And it would save Will Muschamp's job. I think seven and five would save Will Muschamp's job. But eight and four to me is the best case overall record. Worst case overall record, not much worse than what I predict. I think four and eight is your worst case. I don't think the Gamecocks fall below four wins. Um, and obviously, I mean, once you get below five, it, it's, it's kind of a moot point. But uh, – I think four and eight, similar to this year, is going to be your worst-case scenario. Um, the only other one, like I said, besides what I predicted, the only other one that I see you losing could be East Carolina. And, again, if that happens, we may not have to wait till the bye week to get a new head football coach or, or to fire Will Muschamp. It, it may be much sooner than that. So, I think five and seven. I've got five and seven for my way-too-early predictions. I honestly, guys, I'll tell you this. I don't know how much my prediction is really going to change from now until the summer before SEC media days when I make my official predictions for the 2020 season. I don't know if there's really anything that I can see on the field or in spring ball or in the spring game or anything like that that's going to make me think, you know what, this is a seven-win team this year. This is an eight-win team this year. I came into 2019 with those same expectations at seven and five. I'm not falling for that trap again. Show me, prove it to me. I've got five and seven for this South Carolina football team in 2020. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully I'm wrong. I appreciate all you guys' responses, the feedback. And I love the banter, the argument, because, again, we're in December. Basketball is at a slow point. We have no bowl game. I mean, what else do we have to talk about, right? This is fun stuff. So I appreciate all you guys' feedback as well on that. But, again, I've got the Gamecocks five and seven in the 2020 season. All right, let's get into a couple listener questions. I have a voicemail as well, actually. We'll actually start with the voicemail. Um, yeah, we'll start with the voicemail. So I appreciate all you guys with the feedback. Again, I, I've been putting up these questions and you guys have been leaving, leaving a lot of good response. Um, so really excited for that here. We're going to play the one voicemail here. It comes from Tim Cox. Hey, Chris, what's going on? It's Tim here. Just wanted to give my two cents into the Bobo hiring. Uh, I think it's good. I think everyone, us Gamecocks fans, we can... Take a deep breath and relax because at the very least, now we have an adult in the room. You know, BMAC, the experiment didn't work out. Play calling just wasn't up his alley. But I think with Bobo, we get a steady hand, someone with experience, 
and someone that ultimately I think we can trust. Is it the flashy, sexy hire? No, but I don't think that's what we needed right now. I think we needed someone who's going to go in, who's going to have a plan and be able to execute on that plan. Um, and I think the whole team, I think on Japan, we need to just take this off season and, and try to reset. There was a, a lot of bickering, a lot of negativity. And I think going forward, hopefully we can right the ship with, with some steady play calling. Hopefully Bobo can really take control of that room and that side of the building. Muschamp can focus on hopefully building up a, a Muschamp quality defense, something that we really need to see, especially if we want to improve going forward. But all in all, uh, while it may not be the most exciting hire in the world, I think it's good for right now to get us on the course towards some steady wins. I really appreciate everything you do, man. Go Cox. All right, Tim, appreciate the voice, man. You make a lot of good points. I mean, again, I think one of the pros of Mike Bobo is he has proven um, his system has worked. And like you said, getting an adult in the room, someone that is going to run their system, um, you know, you, you definitely make a lot of good points. And, you know, I, I agree with you to a degree about the, the, the fan base, I guess, resetting. You know, obviously this was, you know, this was a tough season. But listen, that's just – that's the type of response you're going to get when you go 4-8. and eight. I mean, I, I – I really more so feel for the fan base than anything because it's very, very difficult to listen to your head coach say this is your best team you've ever had, the most talent, we're the deepest, whatever, and then you go four and eight. I mean, it's just very, very, very hard. Um, I don't think Gamecock fans are asking for too much. I mean, I think getting seven wins in a year is not an unreasonable expectation. Um, and winning going four and eight is just not good enough. So, again, you, you make a lot of good points. You definitely make a lot of good points. And, no, listen, I mean, I feel – I don't feel – like, I, the, the Bobo hire, I'm fine with it. Like, I, I don't – we could have done much worse. I already said that on the show. But as you heard in my predictions, like, until I, – I just don't understand what people think. People think that all of a sudden going into year nine as a head coach that Will Muschamp's team is going to all of a sudden just be an offensive juggernaut. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how many times you've got to get it wrong before – you realize this guy just can't get it right. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody was optimistic about every other OC hire he ever had. So I'm waiting to see. I'll believe it when I see it. Show me. That's when I'm in show me mode at this point. So, but I appreciate the call, Tim. You make a lot of good points. I do appreciate that. Got a couple of listener questions and we'll wrap it up here. This comes from Thomas underscore Brady underscore H. Anyone else feel mixed about the contract? Less buyout, but Thomas Brown gets a raise. Thomas Brown earned every single penny that he is getting, no doubt. Um, all I'll say is this, it is great to be a football coach. I, I may quit this podcast and try to get into football coaching because you're telling me you're making $500,000 a year to coach running backs. I mean, it, it's just the amount of money the coaches make I think is absurd. But, you know, you, you know what? You are coaching a team that generates millions and millions and millions of dollars in revenue. So, you know, they get paid what they deserve based on the market value. So you can't blame them. But, uh, no, I, I was fine with it, though. I mean, I, I, Thomas Brown's a guy you need to lock down. He did wonders with that running back position. I'm really, really excited about the impact he's going to have on a guy like Marshawn Lloyd. Very, very excited about that. But overall, had no problems with the contracts. You knew you were going to give Bobo somewhere around, you know, over a mil. I thought it would be a mil and a half. So for, for it to be 1.2, um, you know, it, it's about – what I expected. Pretty standard. So, I, I had no problems with it. Uh, last question here. We got Bassman Caleb. How much do you think Bobo will help with recruiting now and the future? I definitely think in the state of Georgia, he's going to help immensely with recruiting. You know, he was obviously on, already on the recruiting trail uh, on, what was that, Tuesday night, talking to Luke Doty. I mean, and he's a guy, I mean, he's going to help recruiting in the state of Georgia. There's, 
I, I don't see how he could hurt. You know what I mean? So, you know, he has ties in the state of Georgia from being a coach with Georgia. Yeah, I think he'll help immensely with recruiting. I, I really do think he's going to be a guy that helps tremendously with it. So, we'll see the impact. We'll see if he can turn anybody uh, before we get to early signing period and then signing day. But, um, yeah, you got to think he's going to be a major, major plus. And they already cited that's one of the reasons he got the job because he is a plus recruiter. I mean, I don't think Will Muschamp would hire anyone that isn't. That's what he hangs his hat on is the recruiting side of things. So, I don't think Will Muschamp would hire anybody who is not a plus recruiter. So um, appreciate the questions, guys. That's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Before we go really quickly, if you need tickets to anything, use our friends at SeatGeek. Go down the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. Get $20 off your first purchase. They're the only app I use. They're the ones I swear by. They make ticket buying super simple, super easy. You can get tickets to literally anything from Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, MLB, NHL, NBA, uh, whatever it may be, you can get tickets. And again, they make it super simple, super easy. They've got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're always going to have that peace of mind. Now, when you click the buy button, you're never going to feel like you're getting ripped off or are you paying too much or where are you going to sit? What the view is going to be like seat geek takes care of all of that for you. So again, that's our friends over at seat geek, go down the seat geek app, go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, I am Chris Phillips from the SPURSUP Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much.